message is about symbolism. Uh, the, uh, the first symbol we talked about a few weeks ago was the Alpha Omega symbol. And I don't know if you guys can put up a picture of the four symbols there, but the Alpha Omega symbol was, yeah, there it is. The, it was the first one that appeared back in the third century, and it reminds us that, that Jesus Christ is, was, and will be fully present. He's the God of the past, the God of the future, God of the present, and he's not influenced by economic trends, by cultural trends, or political trends. Love that. <laughs> That's my God. Also, we learned about the heart symbol. The heart symbol uh, really came on the scene with Christianity about 1,100 years ago, and and this is this is a symbol that was introduced really to our faith that sought to remind Christians that uh, that the biblical center of, of our faith is, is this thing called love, and Jesus allows us to move into His house of love when we choose to follow Him, and He's never going to remove His love from you, no matter what you do, even if you move out of the house of love. He doesn't remove his love from you. The symbol of the heart also reminds us that we treat others the same way God treats us. We talked about tolerance and what that means in light of God's love. And then the next one was the Celtic cross. Talked about that last week. We all got the, the crosses, and that was a lot of fun. We, we learned about how this cross symbol was actually used by God's people since the Exodus, since they left Egypt. And the cross reminds you of this. God loves you more than you love yourself. Yeah, you guys remember. Symbols, I love them because they help tell the story of our faith. Uh, in fact, Solomon, he knew about the importance of symbols, and he was telling his own son that it was important that he use symbols uh, to, to remind himself or so that he could have these symbols to, to, to even tell the stories of the various commands and, and teachings, and he even told them to wear the symbols, wear them, so that he would always be reminded of those stories. And here's, here's really what Solomon told his son. He said, my son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart and fast them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When they sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. For this command is a lamp. The teaching is a light, and correction and instruction are the way to life. So basically, the symbols help us to remember certain things. And today's symbol that I'm talking about is the descending dove. The descending dove. I want to tell you some of this right up front. Uh, Some of you today will choose to be baptized in water. Um, we're going to be doing our water baptism at the end of our next service, but some of you just need to do it. And, and today, if you feel a tug on your heart, I just want to tell you up front, do not talk yourself out of it. That's God talking to you. Do it. Do it. Do it. I mean, be spontaneous. Do something crazy for once in your life. Just be spontaneous. And Because water baptism is a powerful symbol. It's a life-impacting illustration uh, of, of a choice that we're going to bury our old lives and we're going to live just basically as a new creation. So if you want to be baptized today, here's what you need to do. At the very end of this message, we're going to have the time of worship. And during that time of worship, you, the way you will respond is simply go into the back. There's a connect station back to the back, and there's going to be a couple back there that's going to direct you to, to the right place and give you the information on what to do. And, and, and you might say, but, but I didn't bring clothes. No, we have clothes for you. We, we have a variety of shirts and shorts and towels. You can even pick out your favorite colors because you're first in line, even if you didn't come to prepare with your own stuff. And so this is, this is important, guys. For some of you, today is your day. Today's your day. 
Water baptism is a public symbol about putting your old life behind you and letting everyone know that you decided to bury that past and you're gonna allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life. And I, I really believe, though, that water baptism is more than just a symbol. It's an outward act uh, representing an inward decision. But I really believe that water baptism is a spiritually charged moment because it's this t- it it really celebrates when we step out over this line where we're saying god let your spirit descend on me so it's not just a religious exercise i believe it's power filled action uh, water baptism actually has everything to do with the descending dove which is what we're talking about today the descending dove is the representation the symbol of the holy spirit Now, let me explain this to you very quickly. God is a God that is in three persons. Now, I didn't say we have three gods. It's one God, but that one God is in three persons. You can kind of think of it like this. It's it's kind of like an egg yolk. You have the yolk, and you have the white, and you have the shell. You have the three parts. It's all the egg, but they're all different roles. And that's like God. One God three persons or three roles. You have God the Father, which is on his throne in heaven. Then you have God the Son, which is Jesus. And Jesus came to earth and gave his life for us. Right now, he's at the right hand of of the Father in heaven. And he's the the bridge, not kind of like, he is the bridge to get to God, the Father. And and then there's God the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit is, is present and active all around us and lives in us. That's the God that's right here. That's the part of God that's here. So the Holy Spirit is, is represented by this descending dove. The, the, the dove is, is a really interesting uh, symbol. It's a very gentle creature. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's just like the Holy Spirit in many ways. Back when I was a college student, I, uh, I was serving on the ministry staff at a large church here in the area, and, and, and this, this lady shows up at church with a dove. Now, she, she got out of her car, and, and she, she gets out of her car, and she, she picks up her caged dove, and she walks across the parking lot. As people see her walking across the parking lot, they're thinking, okay, this lady, is, she, she obviously is part of the children's ministry. She's going to like, do, do something with birds. Or what? Nope, nope, nope. She, she walks right past the greeters, and the greeters are smiling, going, <laughs> welcome to church, <laughs> kind of looking at her, thinking, okay, this is real, real strange, whatever, you know, birds in church. But she walks on into the auditorium, and, and she gets in there, and there she was, the woman and her bird. Uh, and one of the cool Texas ushers approaches her and says, excuse me, ma'am, uh, you can't have this bird in here, you know, just <laughs> good old guy, good old Texas boy. And, and she became exasperated with, 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 with the ushers. She said, what? Bird? Bird? This is, this is no bird. This is a dove. This is the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and so the, 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 I, this, this happened. This calm, chilled usher says, well, okay, well, then you need to take the dove out. And she goes, what? You don't want the Holy Spirit in your church? You're throwing out the Holy Spirit? Well, fine. And the Holy Spirit will leave with me. And she took her dove and she got up and left. And that, my friend, was weird. That was just weird. Uh, it, the moral of that story is don't bring your pets to church. Please don't. Please don't, don't, don't. But the descending dove represents is it's not the Holy Spirit. It represents the Holy Spirit. But one of the things that, 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 that the, the descending dove does is the dove, the Holy Spirit, he reveals the treasure that's in our lives. In fact, my encouragement to you, to everyone, really, today, is to let the descending dove 
reveal your treasure. I'm telling you, everyone in this room, there's so much inside of you. You were created in the image of God himself. But what happens is the junk of life can sidetrack us and even sideline us. And then we get these thoughts and these emotions and these actions. And we do these things and act certain ways. And, and it begins to pile up all this clutter and trash in our lives. But see, that was never God's plan. That was never God's desire. So the descending dove, the Holy Spirit, comes to reveal our treasure this imagery actually all started at the time when Jesus was baptized in water, thus the importance of water baptism, which we're talking about today. And here's just a thought. If it was important for Jesus to be baptized in water, do you not think it would be important for us? Yeah, it is important. In fact, in fact Jesus' ministry didn't even begin until after he had been baptized in water. But, but in this setting, we see the descending dove. And I want to take you to Matthew 3.16 where this happens. It says, after his baptism, Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. Now, this is a big deal. Jesus is baptized, he goes down in the water, comes up, and out of the water in the Holy Spirit, the, the Spirit of God, that's, that, that means the same thing, descended on him in the form of a dove and sat on Jesus. Now, now, if some of you did sneak a dove in today and has somehow made it through the ushers and, and you snuck one in, please do not let the dove go during water baptism thinking it'll be cool. Because again, that, my friend, would be weird. Don't, don't do that. Some people, some people might get excited. And go, Look, doves are flying baptism. Like, no, no, that's, that's not good. I can guarantee an usher will have a chat with you today. But, but, uh, but, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> but the truth is, is that the Spirit of God... The Holy Spirit chose the dove to be the representation of himself. And why? Let's ask that question. I think that's a real important question to ask. Why? What really is a dove? Now, guys, the truth is, I, I say this with all respect to the Holy Spirit, but a dove is a pigeon. A dove is a trash bird. And... and but pigeons only become doves on paper and through the pens of poets. Now, this, my friend, is very, very significant because you see this symbol was not created by some artist or some artistic people, but it was, the symbol was chosen by God himself. He selected this creature to signify what the Holy Spirit does. So the Holy Spirit is like a dove. Quite often we think, well, if you've been around this for a while, you know, well, the dove is the Holy Spirit. It's like he goes, ooh, you know, oh, how sweet. Now, what does a dove do? It does more than that. This is really significant because the dove is actually attracted to the most unsavory items. The trash that's in us needs to be removed. And the dove removes the trash to reveal the treasure that's there. The dove is simply just the nature of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Holy Spirit, what he does is he renews the waste in our lives and reveals treasure. Truth is, we're all, 
We're all like treasure chests sitting in a huge dumpster. And when you give your life to Christ, what happens is the Holy Spirit comes into your life. And, and whenever I talk about God living in you, I mean, that's the Holy Spirit that I'm talking about. The Holy Spirit comes into our lives when we, begin, when we just decide to give our lives to him. It's like taking the, the trash lid and, and, and removing that lid for him. And, and in there, then you reveal the, the, the pungent odors and, the, and the, the imperfections. And you expose to the Spirit of God everything that you're really wanting to hide. As the dove descends, what happens is you welcome him in. We allow him in to begin sorting out the trash to reveal the treasure that God originally put in our lives. See, the scriptures puts it this way. It says this in Titus 3, 5. It says, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we've done. Some people think, well, I've got to be good to get to God. No, no, that's not even true. He saved us not because of the righteous things we've done, but because of his mercy, He saved us through the washing and rebirth and renewal by what? The Holy Spirit. What the Holy Spirit does is he washes, he rebirths, he renews. So we see even outwardly with water baptism, that's really an illustration of what the Holy Spirit, the descending dove, does in our lives. He's he's attracted to messed up, trashed out lives. And when you really begin to think about it, you can't be helpful, but you, you, can't be, uh, you can't be less than grateful to God. You just are, you, you are so grateful to God because of that characteristic of him. He's a descending dove. And every single one of us, we have this choice today. Are you going to keep trying to fix yourself on your own and keep failing? Or are you going to let the descending dove reveal your treasure? Why don't you think about it this way? Where was Jesus born? He's born in a stable. What goes on in a stable? Stinky animals, they live, they eat, and they relieve themselves. What were Jesus' first smells on this earth? That's how Jesus came into this earth. Also, where, where was Jesus crucified? Well, he was crucified outside the city of Jerusalem and at a place called Golgotha. And Golgotha was Jerusalem's garbage dump for criminals. It was a symbol of cruelty and ugliness. It's where rotting corpses would hang. It was a place of death. What were Jesus' last smells on this earth? See, when you think about it, it wouldn't have been pleasant at all. Yet we call that place even, we call that the fount of every blessing. See, God is attracted to the unsavory. That's why he's attracted to you. The Holy Spirit is attracted to messed up, jacked up, flawed people. I'm glad he is. It's us. Because he knows this, because within us, there's treasure, and the Holy Spirit wants to uncover it and make it beautiful. But the scripture tells us this, is that we have this, this treasure in these jars of clay, clay speaking of our bodies, to show that this all-surpassing power is from God, and it's not from us. 
Now, understanding this, we really need to look back to the baptism of Jesus in, in context in Matthew chapter number three. And, and it, it's really quite an amazing story. Here's just a little clue. If you ever want to know the meaning of something in the scriptures, you really need to look at the context. Look at the story around it, around the individual verse. Because what's happening in this story, I'll just tell you what's happening, is John, Jesus' cousin, is preaching about how the Messiah, Jesus, is going to put the Holy Spirit in people. And he explains also what the Holy Spirit does. Now, in his sermon, basically John is saying this, he cleans up trash and reveals treasure. That's what he's saying. So here it is. Here's John. He's standing at the edge of the Jordan River out in the wilderness, and, and he's, he's looking like some kind of a guy who's just been, been, been out, you know, living in caves. In fact, it's said that John was a caveman, you know, pretty cool. He was a rough guy, and, and, but he was preaching to these crowds who came out to hear him, and I, I want you to follow along with me. I'm reading this from the message version because I like the way it's stated here. It says this. It says, he says, I'm baptizing you here in this river. I'm turning your old life in for a kingdom life. The real action comes next. The main character in this drama will ignite the kingdom life within you. He's talking about Jesus coming and, and how Jesus is going to give us the Holy Spirit. So it's going to happen in us. He said, a fire within you. And when I was a kid, I used to see that. I used to see the fire part. And I went, oh, that's scary. You know, fire is what you get burned with. Now, just think about this. Fire, what, the, the, when these people were listening to this, a fire, they think of it as something that was refining. You take gold and you put it in fire and all the impurities comes out. It's more pure. It's more precious. It's more valuable. You get it? It's the treasure. This, this is amazing. He says, he says, this fire within you, the Holy Spirit within you, changing you from the inside out. He says, he's going to clean house. He's going to make a clean sweep of your lives. He'll place everything true in its proper place before God and everything false. In other words, all the clutter and the junk and the trash, he'll put it out with the trash to be burned. That's awesome. He says, then, Jesus appeared as he's talking about what the Holy Spirit is going to do, how Jesus is going to bring us the Holy Spirit. Jesus then shows up, arriving at the Jordan from Galilee, and he wanted John to baptize him. And then he baptizes him, and then it says, at the, that moment, Jesus came up out of the baptismal waters, the skies opened up, and God's Spirit, it looked like a dove, descending and landing on him. It's quite beautiful, isn't it? that symbol of what God wants to do in our lives. And God doesn't look for perfect people. The Holy Spirit likes to go where there's work to do. So he loves cleaning up the trash from our lives. He loves to reveal the treasure. So, so here's my question to you. Are you going to take the lid off of your dumpster and let the descending dove reveal your treasure? But, but please understand, he's not going to force himself to do that. See, the dove is a gentle creature. Doves are not like owls swooping down to destroy lives, although some people think that's what God's about. No, no. Doves are not like vultures that feed off the flesh of destroyed lives. No, doves are trash birds. They're attracted to dumpsters like us, cleaning, restoring, refreshing, and revealing the treasure in us. So I love the symbol of the descending dove. It's a, it's a symbol. It's, a, it's simply image, an image of the reality of what God is about. I love the dove. Now, I did hear a rumor that yesterday some a bunch of guys got together from our church and were out shooting clay pigeons. 
And then I saw, you know, that's the dove. And so I, I, I wanted to take issue with it. I, how dare you, you guys go and shoot the Holy Spirit? But then I realized, wait a minute, it's just a symbol. So those of you who were shooting the other day or any time, please know it's okay. I, 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 I chose to not go with you because I didn't want to, I didn't want to um, you know, harm my, my uh, reputation or anything like that. But, uh, but I, I cho- chose to not do that this time. But, but the, the Holy Spirit, the symbol is just what it is. It's just a symbol. So here's the question. How are you going to let the descending dove reveal your treasure? What can I do to allow the Holy Spirit in, and how do I keep him doing his work in my life? And there are very quickly six things. In the next two minutes, I'm going to share these with you, and I'm going to ask you to pick one, two, three, some of these. Even if, but everyone needs to pick at least one of these that you're going to do, decide to do today. Here's the first one, is you need to receive Jesus as your Savior and the CEO of your life. This is where you open the trash can of your life to the Holy Spirit. You receive Jesus. He's the only one who can forgive your sins. You choose to follow him. And when you do this, you're inviting the Holy Spirit to take up residence in you. After you receive Christ, a second thing is to be baptized in water. This is a public action. This public action that represents a private decision. It's the act of going public in your faith. And I urge you today that if you've given your life to Christ, you've not been baptized in water, go public and be baptized in water today. I say, I I have to wait so I can become a better Christian because I'm so imperfect. No, no, no. You know that's not true now (laughs) because that's the job of the descending dove, the Holy Spirit. Another thing that you can do to allow him access is to be a worshiper. You see, when we worship God, like we're going to do here in just a second, we invite the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. Have you ever been in a, in a worship setting where there's this overwhelming feeling of emotion and maybe joy or tears? Or it's like this, like, man, I just, I feel God here. And we've had people come over from, from the coffee shop saying, I hear the music and something's happening. I feel something I've never felt before. What is this? It's like, well, that's called the Holy Spirit. I've felt that many times. Guys, that's the Holy Spirit you're feeling. Engage that. That's why worship is so important. And another one is to listen to the Holy Spirit. Some of you need to just begin listening. You know, the Holy Spirit, he's all, God's already speaking. So this is not really an attempt to get God to speak. It's like, hey, God, will you say something to me? No, no, he's, he is. <laughs> we just need to listen. And I believe the Holy Spirit is saying a lot of things right now, even in this room at this moment. And what's brilliant with God is that he takes the message, even that I'm sharing, and he customizes it for you. So what the Holy Spirit is saying across this room is different for every single one of us. For some of you, it's that you need to give your life to Christ today. For someone else, it's that you need to be baptized in water today. We simply call this conviction. It's when the Holy Spirit is really convincing you that you need to do something. A fifth thing to do to engage the Holy Spirit and keep him active in your life is to obey the Holy Spirit. Don't just listen, but take the next step. Act on what you hear. Some of you, you've been hearing something from God for a long time. Today, you need to take action on what you hear. For some of you, the Holy Spirit has been saying you need to end an unhealthy relationship. For someone else, maybe he's been telling you you need to step out into a new venture. You need to do it. 
He may be telling you that you need to love your spouse the way God loves you. Do it. Whatever the Holy Spirit is telling you, take action on it today. Finally, another way that we allow the descending dove to reveal your treasure is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you've given your life to Christ, you have the Holy Spirit in you already, but if you would like a fullness of the Holy Spirit, which is, I like to describe it as an inundation of the Holy Spirit, you can have that by simply being filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is where God releases even more of his power and his life and his boldness and his giftings on you so that you are empowered, greatly empowered, shall I say, to make Jesus known. And if, if that's a desire that you may have today, I encourage everyone to receive this. Then have somebody pray with you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Our prayer team members who are gonna be here in just a moment, they're filled with the Holy Spirit and they'll be glad to pray that you will be filled also. But here's the big question. How are you gonna to respond today? Of all those things, what are you gonna to do to respond? Make the decision now. Because the goal of all of this is to simply do this. Let the descending dove reveal your treasure. Let's begin with our response time right now. Will you close your eyes for just a moment and focus internally? If you want to know Jesus and you want a clean slate, you want to live your life with a renewed sense of purpose, I'm now giving you an opportunity to respond. If you want to be included in this closing prayer and invite the Holy Spirit to take up residence in you, I'm going to simply ask you to raise your hand and say, I need Jesus today. I need to give my life to Christ. I want to open up the dumpster lid. I let the descending dove begin to work in my life. Would, would you just lift your hand for me? I'm not going to embarrass you or anything like that. I just want to, want to see your hand so I can pray with you. Thank you. Thank you. Who else? Who else? I need Jesus today. Y'all can put your hands down. Thank you. Would everyone please stand? Everyone in the room stand. If you raise your hand, first of all, I want you along with the entire congregation of believers what I'm going to ask you to do is to pray these words with me. Will you pray with me right now? Come on, everyone in this room, pray these words with me. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. I believe you are the Son of God. Please forgive my sins. Today I give up my past. I embrace the future that you have for me. May the Holy Spirit abide in me now. In Jesus' name, amen.